0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No
0: purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Leading Edge Cricket Podcast, round three of the county championship Is in the books. It's a good week. We've got rain. Every time we start the podcast, we talk about rain. Why does it rain so much in summer, Richard? That's the question we've got to start with is it even
0: summer yet rob we're still in ooh april gotta check my watch to see what month it is um it's frustrating isn't it is it, it got in the way of a few games this week we'll talk about that obviously it made some games even more exciting um it didn't make my um first attempt at playing cricket this year work because i was rained off on sunday after zero nets this winter i was desperate for a bit of bit of cricket i did i've repaired my bat though so it's fine everything i'm ready i can play cricket now you're ready for the call-up your, clean. <laughs> your bags are ready your bags packed i call on
1: Saturday morning going, I need yeah. you for three overs from one oh, end. I'm ready. Good to go.
0: I'm ready. I'm in. I'm in. Second team in this year. I've even got a new pair of trousers for the first time in about 10 years as well. So, hoo, hoo, hoo. here we go. Mm. That's a good effort. Mm. That is a good effort. Um,
1: before we get in, we want to give a couple of mm. plugs. One, leadingedgecricket.com, your place for your county championship uh, first ever on the internet Um statistics dashboard gives you all the players and bowlers that's ever played candy championship cricket released every single week with the updates from the games and new features some new features have just dropped ground averages for batters and stuff like that as well as Buy me a coffee for all the great work that we do. If you do feel like going, hey, we appreciate your work, guys. You can do what Brownie O's just done and says the Canny Stats dashboard is a real triumph. Well done. And he's donated five bucks. So thank you very much. It's much appreciated. A lot of hours go into the podcast and all the work we do. So good place to be. Feel free to head over to com and take a look. Yeah,
0: much appreciated. Thank you.
1: And can Cricket, Rich, we've got seven games, with mm. it being week three of the season. Some teams have already been given bye weeks. Yep. Um, but whereabouts are we going to start? Because we had a lot of rain, but some captains
0: took it upon themselves to try and force results. Absolutely, we're gonna start at Lord's at HQ, the only place to start, Rob, where Nottinghamshire took on Middlesex. The main game, Rob. Um, as you said, most games, if not all, rain impacted at one point or another, didn't it? But it did set up an intriguing final days play that Mr. Brendan McCullum himself would have been very proud of. As Middlesex chased down a target of two hundred and forty-nine to win this one in the increasing gloom late on fourth day to record a win over Nuts Massive credit before we go on, should go to Nottinghamshire and skipper Stephen Mullaney for setting this one up there. Um they declared their in the second innings overnight to set the competitive target that both teams would have been fired up to get that win. Um, what do you think? Before we go into how we got to this point, Rob, that's, that's exceptional cricket from Notts and Mullaney, isn't it? To try and set up this win, you know, a victory for one side or the other. Yeah, it is.
1: And I feel there needs to be more of this. There's been a couple of games this season where potentially a team could have had a go, if not for 20, 30 overs, see where they get to and they've kind yeah. of pulled back. Whereas Knott's and Middlesex need credit for taking on the chase as well. Mm. Um, really kind of stepping up and going, one, these are games we've got to win. Like, you're going to yeah. struggle to beat your Hampshires and in your in Essex at Essex and your Surreys. But Knott's versus Middlesex is a game both teams really need to try and get. 20, 24 points, or whatever the point mm. system is these years, yeah. um, out of it. And they gave themselves a really good opportunity to do it. Good for the teams, and more importantly, good for fans in the ground and watching on YouTube.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Also, the ones that were booing in the crowd when Knotts were taking their time. Name a team that, when it's getting dark towards the end of the day with about three overs left, would be not, not dragging their feet all over the field trying to slow things down. Come on. We all
1: we'll right. remember Karachi, mate. Right? We all remember it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right. How did we get here, Rob? So let's set this one up. So Knotts got the game underway. Three hundred and sixty-four. A really good start from Knotts. Uh, England opener, should I say, Ben Duckett. Fine, 177 off 258. And his opening partner, Hassib I mean, 55 and 92. Also, good contributions more rounders Lyndon James, 41 for him. And Steve Mullaney, 46. Ethan Bamba, Mini Murta, He impressed with the ball for the host. Four for 89 in 26 overs. Um, Roland Jones and Ryan Higgins both claimed two apiece. Middlesex top order got underway in response, Rob. Proving a point to us after their dreadful start to the campaign. As we saw, overdue runs has to be said overdue runs, coming from Mark Stoneman seventy six, while Sam Robson and Peter Millang also got into double figures. Take a moment, appreciate that after their telephone number <laughs> of the start. Um, you know what happened last week. If anyone listened to us last week, you know why we're talking about this. Um, Ryan Higgins struck a nice 53 off 82 to see Middlesex to 274. Stuart Broad warming up nicely for the Ashes, Robs. Uh, four for 68 and 22 overs and looked very, very good. Um, also, just to mention, we've already mentioned Lyndon James at the bat, but it was also great to see Lyndon James show what he can do with the ball after his bowling was very limited last summer due to injuries. He took three for 58. So, a handy lead of 90 going into the third innings um at this stage not so thinking we're on top of this um not second innings Toby rowan jones early in road saying all important wicket of ben duckett for just seven then Bamba followed up in the 10th over to remove hamid 34 for two middlesex bowlers kept chipping away Bamba taking another holman cleaning up ben slater and then joe clark finally got a few runs this year He's in, he was in as a keeper as well it's worth noting this week in space of the missing tom moores who's broken a finger um Clark hit a season best so far, fifty two. Was dismissed on the final ball of day three to reduce nots to one hundred and fifty eight for six. A bad forecast was coming. We had a rain delayed start, so nots decided they needed to do something. And it was it was it was the fair. It has to be the fair decision. I think before we say what happened, we don't want hindsight in this. even though we do have hindsight, but it was the right decision for nots, wasn't it? They could have batted on for a little bit just to get themselves up to two eighty or something like that, but to set a, such a target you just can't argue with it
1: yeah it's it's a good target it's a fair target where you were pushing them to six plus and over but i think if not in hindsight may feel they kind of left a few runs on the table they Mm. only went at 3.1 in that third innings yeah it's it's a great declaration it sets up the game Mm. but they the that clark wicket really changed what would have happened he's a guy that would feast on, hey, you've got 10 overs, go score as mm. 40 runs. Change the game, just push it a little bit out. Mm. And they weren't quite able to do that in the overs they had trying to set up the win.
0: Mm. Yeah, it'd been interesting to see what would have happened if Notts had decided to bat an hour once the, the game restarted. But then we would have lost an hour on the other end obviously. So Middlesex may not have really wanted to go for it. So it, it, it is what it is. But anyway, the fourth innings, Rob. Credit has to also obviously go to Middlesex for taking this chase on from ball one. They didn't just have a look for 10 overs and then decide to go for it. They went for it from ball one. Steve Eskenazi promoted to an opener and Mark Stoneman got him off to a flyer. Eskenazi was out in the fourth over with a score already on 34. Pretty good going from him. And Stoneman, 43 off the 32. Excellent stuff. Uh, Peter Milan kept the scoreboard moving as he scored an important 61 off 71. And then Max Holden, another promoted. He got his T20 hat on and hit 53 off 57. John Simpson and Luke and kept it moving but it was left to ryan higgins and, and sam robson yes you heard me right rob sam hobson robson even came in at number eight and they saw middlesex homing in a darkening north london skies higgins 22 not out robson 12 not out off 18 um or it might have even been the other way around i can't remember now uh broad had another three wickets finishing 745 for the game for him um just quick note ryan higgins at the end 22 not out he also got two for 33 He's such an important player. We keep saying that. He's absolutely key to this team as well with both sides of the ball. Just overall, Middlesex, great win for them. Great credit all round. Everybody comes out with some credit, apart from those couple of people booing at the end of Middlesex. Get it, Grim. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's kind of like the football six point game, this. Like mm. two two
1: teams that are, it, you know, they've just come back up, potentially that middle of the table, kind of lower end of the table. Mm. Knox may have expectations that they can go higher. But not so feel like they left a few points on the table here, yeah. but did everything they could to try and win. A few takeouts from the game. Ryan Higgins, exceptional cricketer, mm. except two hundred and fifty-six runs at fifty-one this year, just walking around, scoring a whole bunch of runs, playing real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Middlesex's top six average has gone from the worst in, uh, or their average has gone from the worst in the league to second worst in the league, thanks to some decent runs here. Um, not so be disappointed they went at six and over in the second innings, considering they had Brody in the attack. And a couple more wickets from him, they would have thought he potentially kept mm. it a little bit more quiet. Lyndon James's back foot drive is an absolute thing of beauty. If you can go and watch him back, I think it was in the first mm-hmm. innings when he made his 40-odd. Some beautiful back foot drives, just really, really elegant. And Ben Duckett, incredibly second score of 177 going back to 2021 versus Worcestershire. And incredibly, he's had 10 scores of 150-plus in Kearney Championship cricket. And this, at a strike rate of 68, is his slowest. Mm. <laughs> Let that sink in. This was slow for
0: Ben Duckett. <laughs> get, get on, on with it. it. No, get on with it. It, it. This is why he's in the England team. It's, it's, it's a lovely thing that they've had the agreement at Knott's as well for him to open, and Slater swapped position and dropped to number three. Whether that suits Slater, I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't really got going yet, but... Duckett is it's brilliant, and it's we, like we always say every week. We have such one eye always on England um, and a head for the Ashes, and this is why we're so interested in seeing Broadie take seven wickets in this game to see Ben Duckett get 170 odd Hamid's we, starting to do pretty well. We haven't well touched as well. on
1: the Broadie away swinger, mate. Oh, go on, go on, touch yeah, on it. Heaps being talked about on Twitter. On Twitter, Twitter. everyone mm-hmm. is talking about the Broadie away swinger. brody has mm-hmm. been on Trembridge TV talking about the Broadie away swinger just to try and give him something a little more. He really struggled. He's never got, don't think he's ever got Marnus out, and he averages over 100 against Steve Smith. Hmm. So to make himself more viable in that England attack, given the Ashes coming, he's like, I've got to take wickets of right-handers because I I feast, I've got David Warner in my pocket still. Hmm. So he's working on the outswinger, and I can't remember who he cleaned up in the first innings, but it was a beauty Hmm. of an outswinger Not quite Jimmy Anderson esque rolling back the years, (laughs) but it was a beautiful wicket. And you can see he's really working hard with the focus very clearly Mm. on what his job is this summer. And that's to win the Ashes.
0: Yeah. And it felt like we, we really are in that. the build-up is ramping up. We had Jimmy Anderson performing. We had Ollie Robinson with the ball. We had Jack Leach. We had the England ball attack out here this week. It was great. Right. So, great great win for Middlesex. Congratulations to them. Fair play. Two knots for setting it up. Right. Let's move over to Taunton, Rob. Uh, one of the first, uh, first match-drawn game. It offered re- a lot, didn't it? But it only got halfway through mm-hmm. third innings all even. Somerset... We, we know what we're going to talk about this, Rob. Big, big scores. Um, first in 441, magnificent partnership with 244 between skipper Tom Abel and rising star James Root. Uh, Abel top scored 151 in two, 285, whilst Root, the ex England under 19 keeper batsman, I think he's only 20, if he's even turned 20, he showed his class with his second first class 100, and top score to date is he hit 117 in 253. Many more to come from Root, we are sure. Um, one eye on England performances, you'll also be pleased to know that that man, Jack Leach, got his eye in. 40 lower order runs rob off 32 deliveries included seven fours and a six go on um, lovely stuff. His fellow England bowler, Jimmy Anderson, five for 76 off his 28 overs as he led the Lancashire attack. Um, the game saw a welcome return for Saki Mahmoud as well. A long spell out of injury. Great to see him back bowling. Um, and he finished with the solitary wicket in this game of Peter Siddle. Uh, Lancashire replied with an even better effort, finishing on 5-5-4 five, five, all out. Keaton Jennings, 189 Rob, of 247 deliveries before he had to retire hurt with a suspected hamstring tear. Uh, he did battle on for a little while using Luke Wells as a runner, but this is a seriously worrying deal development for Keaton and Lancashire. Fingers crossed it's not as serious as first suspected. Um, Luke Wells mentioned him. He earlier hit 82 at the top of the order of 109. Josh Bohannon continued his productive start to the summer of 85. Lewis Gregory on the back of his I think it was 11 wicket games last week versus Notts uh, took three for 81. Siddle three for 97 and Jack Leach two for 145 off 28 overs Rob. Got a bit of tap. Um, Somerset had reached 256 for six before the game came to close on the final day with Casey Aldridge top scorer with unbeaten 58. Rue 47 in the runs again. Tom A fought it and Lewis Gregory also unbeaten on 34. Lank's three wickets for Tom Bailey and one each for Jimmy A, George Balderson and Tom Hartley. Uh, notably Tom, uh, Tom Hartley, he was the man that got the nod as the spin option ahead of Matt Parkinson in this one and as somebody I think mentioned on Twitter, probably to do with the fact that that uh, middle middle order of Lancashire is not so useful at the moment or hadn't been as useful with a part of the lower order. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, mm.
1: I'll touch on Lank's no win in three, Lancashire. Mm. No win in three. Draws mm. against Surrey and Essex. Two very hard games before this one, mate. Yep. They would have fancied themselves for a victory here if it wasn't for, yep. for the rain. Um, I wrote Jimmy the old dog. This Ooh. five for seventy six, three hundred and thirty eight county championship wickets at twenty two, six point three nine less than the bowlers in the matches that he's played in. But since 2019, 64 wickets at 13, 14 runs less than the bowlers in the matches he's played in. He just, he just ages like a fine wine. He's, mm. he's class personified. And I've always said he was a tear away when he came in bowling 90-odd mile an hour. Mm. And after he had his back issues, he worked on his skill and accuracy and his ability to move the ball both ways and became a better bowler. And he bowled. I've always thought at a speed that is very much within himself. So now he's 40. Mm. He's not hacked his body to pieces. Because when he plays county championship, honestly, there's not many bowlers that are bowling 82, 83 mile an hour that look quicker than Jimmy. He's just, Mm. he's still there. He's still good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, doesn't it? You know, if you can bowl just within yourself, but with that incredible skill set, you're going to have the longevity that you need to to, to beat Jimmy Anderson. And, it's it's, just a legend. It's simple as that. We, we use that word far too often, don't we? But that is absolute legendary status for Jimmy Anderson, and he's just, it just churning it out. He's mm. a ridiculous sort of player, and mm. so is
1: Keaton Jennings the last couple of years, mate. Mm. Four of his top six scores ever in county championship cricket have come since May 2022. 318, 238, 199 and 189 here. Three of those with a strike rate of over mm. 70. His change point—I've spoke on the podcast in the preview. His change point has been he's failing around the same amount of time. Career fifty-five percent, fifty-five percent of his dismissals is from the twenty. The last two years, it's dropped to fifty percent, which isn't that much difference. But it's what you do when you get in. That's what mm. is the big difference maker, and that's what he's doing. So him being out, almost a hamstring. Depending on how mm. bad that is, that could be months before he's yeah. back. Yeah. So, that is almost the next guy past Duckett, potentially the next guy past Duckett, mm. past Crawley, that is in amazing form, form yeah. of his life, and not quite there. Um, not quite there. It creates a, an issue in our depth chart
0: when we start looking mm. at it. Yeah, I mean, Jennings had to be the next cow off the rank as an opener, didn't he? I mean, Hassi is probably number four if you want to look at that after Crawley and Duckett, so... It does open a door if a door is open, but there's somebody was kicking that door and nailing it shut um, today as well, which we'll get onto when we get to Kent. Um, But yeah, it could be really, really tough work for Lancashire, but this is just an early report. We've got no idea it might recover much better than uh, they've early anticipated, but um, we shall see. Um, I'm going to just jump around a little bit here. I'm going to go to Kent first. Rob, talking of that, teed it up nicely. Um, another game heavily uh, impacted by conditions obviously another draw Kent versus Essex at Canterbury we didn't even get through two innings Rob but it was notable for a big big innings from Englandman Zach Crawley 170 off 183 deliveries. I'm sure you'll have plenty to say about this. Um, Essex, bad first, had two centuries of their own as they put up a solid 451 for five declared. Skipper Tom Wesley, 148 off 185, whilst opening Nick Brown top scored of a much more patient 159 off 299 balls. Keeper Michael Pepper also hit a runner ball 52. Aussie Seema, Wes Agar took two for 6-7. Connor McCurr, two for 84. Kent had reached 342 for 7 before the draw was agreed after that man, Zach Crawl. Crawley, had hit his wonderful... Opening partner Ben Compton was also in the runs with forty-six, whilst Joey Everson was left unbeaten on thirty-eight after his cruel ninety-nine last week. Uh, Simon Harmer led the Essex attack with four hundred and forty-one off his thirty-one. It's important to add that England hopeful Sam Cook did not play this week following his injury in the last round. Rob unbeaten Essex take twelve points. Kent finished with eight in this one, and Zach Crawley has to be has to be your talking point. He does. He does.
1: I've got a great point on Kent, which I've been badgering on about all season. But Mm -hmm. Crawley, first Championship 100 since I think it was September 2020. And it was was a classy, (laughs) classy knock. Mm. 45 innings has passed, 1,200 runs, 2,200 balls, a strike rate of only 53 during that period and an average of 30. Before he plays one of these gems, which is kind of like that England versus Pakistan gem, it's
0: mm-hmm. the stuff
1: in between that causes us problems. But <laughs> is, is if he does this in the Ashes once, mm. is he worth his uh, is he worth his wedding gold? When you think we had Mark Stoneman in Australia, who mm-hmm. never made it past about thirty, we had Adam Lyth for a whole series in England, who averaged about fifteen. Australia got by on having Marcus Harris averaging about fifteen, like. Mm. <laughs> Does it matter if he averages his career sort of test average twenty seven thirty, but he plays one
0: match winning innings? Do you take him? Depends when it comes. If it's the first innings of the first test, then he's in. But if it's the if he's waiting until the fifth test to do this and he's averaging twenty for the rest of the series, it might be another conversation. Yeah, it also depends if Keaton Jennings is fit and available or who, who's looking like they can they can uh, come in. And it's all about demand, isn't it? You've got to have someone on the outside looking in who is forcing the conversation rather than just not performing in the team. Um, it's, it's great to see, though. I mean, his first-class record is bizarre. Um, it's so strange as well when you hear him talk about how he struggled a bit last year because, he, you know, he, he, sorry, this score, he made this score because... It, he was enjoying it. He's enjoying his cricket again after last summer, last summer. How was you not enjoying your cricket last summer when you were told to just go out and just play? Don't worry about getting out. Don't worry about your dodgy, you know, massive gate that you leave to drive a car through to take your stumps out. How was he not enjoying it last year? And he is now. Too much pressure on himself. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think so. A lot of a lot of pressure on himself, probably under the under the radar. Mm. Um, you know, no real. Cancer result going on here. But mm. Kent will be happy that they managed to bat pretty decent again in a, in a game mm. of cricket. That's going well for them at the moment. Kent's problem, and I keep talking about it as he tries to find his stats, is their bowling. And it was their bowling last year. I said that their mm. bowling was averaging, I don't know, 60 to 100 last April and May, and it will be a problem this year. It has been a problem this year. They've got the, mm. the highest average in Division 1. I think it's about 45 off the top of my head just not going to win many games, averaging 45 with the ball. So great, Compton's in great form, great. Crawley's got runs from that England mm-hmm. red ball perspective, and some of the others are chipping in. Daniel Beldrum's not quite got going, but uh, Jack Leaning's done okay. Mm-hmm. So they've just got to take some wickets. They've got to give, if the batting's performing mm. and Compton's churning out all these runs, and you've got Crawley potentially in this form. He scored 91 mm-hmm. in we one got to get a win while you've got these guys going hot because it's only going to get harder if they start to cool off during the year and next week they go to Middlesex where that bowling attack is playing against the potentially worst in batting lineup in the country let alone division one got to go and get a result out of that
0: yeah, definitely. Um, there is a there is a guy that does bowl a little bit, Rob, and he also bats a little bit. Who's on the street? Who's um, you know not really doing much at the moment, looking for a bit of cricket. <laughs> his Ken, just, saying, his bags just, ready. just saying, he's probably taped his bat up this weekend, just like I did. I'm just saying, there's someone, <laughs> Mr. Stevens, calling, Mr. Stevens. Sorry, he will you
1: to
0: the team. Get him in. Saying that, Joey Everson's doing damn well. He's made a really good he start is. this season in that all round spot. Right, last but absolutely not least, Rob, Hampshire against Northamptonshire at Northampton, and Hampshire absolutely demolished in uh, winning by an innings and 270 runs. We said last week, as we looked ahead, we said, I don't think Hampshire are going to be looking forward to their trip to Northampton, Rob, after Northamptonshire got a great win last week and Hampshire got defeated. Uh, but that didn't really go as predicted, did it? Hampshire they did pretty well. Um, so 482 for eight for Hampshire first up before the declaration came England hopefuls. Yes, they're both England hopefuls, Nick Gubbins and James Vinch being the mainstays for Hampshire, both hitting three figures. Gubbins, 125 off two, four nine with Vince top score with a nice 186 off 279. Ben Brown chipped in again with a handy 55. Um, with the one and only bowl Northampton shared the scores with two wickets each for Ben Sanderson, Jack White, Gareth Berg, and Rob Keogh, Chris Tremaine, wicketless in his last game, which we'll come on to at the end of this. Um, Northants' north Ants start was clearly a sign of things to come wasn't it as ricardo vascon the best name to say in cricket was out first ball of the innings trapped in front by muhammad abbas tough one for him uh, abbas took two for 33 in this innings north Ants were bowled out for just 149 josh cobb top scoring with 44 main man with the ball for hampshire was james fuller though who took a lovely six for 37 off 11.1 overs following on north Ants were dismiss this time for a shocking 63 rob yes 63 in just 22.3 overs although to be fair lewis mcmanus was absent hurt so did not bat so it could have been 263 for all we know if he was allowed to bat um abbas took four for 31 kyle abbott a mightily impressive three for nine off six with fuller taking another wicket for himself a real yo-yo start to the year for hampshire rob we've made it in two wins now and a loss in a third third three games
1: mm. i think you know we, we we spoke about them and the other thing I think I emphasized last time was this bowling attack unit is so good. Mm. It's always going to give you a decent place to be and the opposition's going to struggle, score over 250. You've got to score some runs. Mm. And it's actually a really timely um, time to go and score a load Mm. of runs with the bowling attack playing well. But also, it's pushed some of the guys' average over 50 and James Vince was touching on it. Mm. And uh, he, he, he was basically saying, oh yeah, so many of the guys are averaging over 50. I was like... Let me go and fact-check that, James. Well, <laughs> James Vince is right. Mm. Gubbins <laughs> nice is averaging 68. Vince, 57. Ben Brown has been in phenomenally yes. consistent form, not just big scores, but consistently, mm. and has dug his team out of holes, averaging 52. And Ian Holland, down at number seven, chipping in with 51. So, team's averaging 32, fourth overall. But they do have... The best bowling attack in the league. Mm-hmm. It's the best on paper. It's the best on performance. 47 wickets at 22 is the best in Division 1. Strike rate of 43 is ranked second. economy rate of 3.12 is ranked fourth. Abbas, 21 wickets at 13. Abbott, 12 at 20. Fuller, 11 at 17. Only Keith Barker averaging mm-hmm. a very large amount, for, which is a rarity for him, mm-hmm. is kind of letting that bowling unit down at the moment. But mm-hmm. this is their bread and butter. Their seam attack is world-class and they've got to get the wins during these easier months of Mm. bowling. North Ants, Mm. issues with the bat, averaging 18, which is the worst in D1, even behind Middlesex, mate. Um, Top six is averaging 23. 77% of dismissals for the top six is for less than 20. That is putting you back up against the wall, and uh, there's only so many times Rob Keogh, England watch, (laughs) is going to be able to dig you out of a hole, as uh, Hassan Azad's come in, he's struggling like he did last year at Leicestershire. Mm-hmm. He's wondering what's going on there. Uh, Luke Proctor had a superb year last year. He's not quite clicked this mm. year. I think he got a really early one here. Uh, mm. Vasconcelos is struggling at the top of the order. Three of your top six struggling, not scoring runs. It leaves mm. a lot for everyone else to mop up, particularly when your bowling attack isn't of the same ilk as a uh, Hampshire. It's a tough year. Mm. you've got a to... you know what? They're going to turn around and go, we're going to go, we'll probably lose to Hampshire, we'll probably lose to Essex, we'll probably lose to Lancashire. But if we can beat the teams around us, pick up a win like we did last week, we'll be all right. Mm. Win four
0: yeah. games, we'll probably
1: stay up. Yeah, They've won one from three games. We've got 11 games to go. Mm.
0: Plenty to go. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do as well, because Chris Tremain, the Aussie seamer, due to visa restrictions, he's, his time at Northampton is coming to an end. We don't know any more about that. Don't know. They had lined up Lance Morris, a 90 mile pl- per hour plus seam bowler from Australia to come across. He's got a back problem. He's not coming across now. Um, so it opens a gap, doesn't it? Um, you know, Lance Morris, he toured in, over in India. He was going to be a big signing for North Ants. He, he's missed out now on the World Test Championship final. He's going to miss out on that Aussie squad that's been announced for the first two tests of the Ashes. So they do have an opening. Do they reconsider their priorities and say, well, we've still got Berg, Sanderson, etc., Jack White and others? What about, why don't we go and get another batter to, to go alongside Sam Whiteman?
1: Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? There'll, mm. be, there'll be people chomping at the bit to come and play county cricket. Yes, the, the IPL's on and the best players are over there, so what? Mm. There's a hell of a lot of good cricketers that aren't in the IPL that would take a county cricket contract if they could get it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So after three rounds of cricket, Rob Hampshire are top of the table. Uh, deservedly so after the way they've performed in the two wins, especially. Uh, Essex are second, just five points adrift. Warwickshire and Surrey have only played twice. They meet each other next week. They're in third and fourth. Not's fifth. L- Yank- Lancashire, yet to win in six, as you said. Kent, seventh. Middlesex, eighth. After their first win at Northampton, which we just spoke about on ninth. One point ahead of bottom spot, Somerset, Rob. Why do you keep bullying Somerset, Rob? Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't know. But honestly... They- <laughs> (laughs) have been good calls last
0: year and good calls this year. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Right, Division 2, Rob, let's rattle through. We had three draws in the three games. So, let's start at uh, New Road, Worcestershire. They hosted Gloucestershire, and this was a a doozy. Um, It had plenty. It's such a shame that we didn't get the finish because... Final date, Gloucestershire ripped apart the Worcestershire top order, and a result was incoming. But batting first in this game, Gloucestershire, they reduced to 45 for 7. No chance to Gloucestershire do anything out of this. Well, Tom Price decided he's going to stroll in at number 9, and by the time he was last man out, he'd hit his maiden first class 100, Rob, of 100 and, 109 off just 98 deliveries, seeing them to a total of 231. Joe Leach leading the way with 4 for 49, Ben Gibbon and Dylan Pennington grabbing two apiece. Worcestershire's reply was going steadily at 58 for none. That was until Gloucester took four wickets and eight balls. Uh, Ajit Dale got one, and then Tom Price again showed why he's classed as an all-rounder of some serious promise. Took a hat-trick in the 19th over, and not a bad one either, taking the wickets of Azar Ali, Jack Haynes, and Worcester skipper Brett D'Olivera. All three caught behind by John, James Bracey. Beautiful symmetry. It reminds me of a time, Robert, when I got nick- I was nicking off left, right, and centre. Keeper drops one. Rob drops one at slip. Someone drops one at gully. I'm pretty sure it's three and four or something like that, but, you know. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. Thrompton. No Thrompton. <laughs> so um, yeah. Right. Anyway. So yeah. So what a what a, a great performance. Before I go on any further, Rob. Tom Price, hundred and a hat trick on the same day. This does not happen.
1: Mm. No. Never happened either. <laughs> um, Stato's are saying it's the first time it's ever happened in county cricket. I don't know mm. if every game ever has had the day by day scores recorded and stuff like that. Mm. But just uh, what a dear diary moment to score a hundred when you've never done it. He had a previous best of seventy nine which came back in two thousand twenty one. That's great. To take a hat trick is incredible. We've done two things that are not many people get to do in their career. Mm. Not many people score a hundred, not many people score uh, take a hat-trick and he did yeah. it on the same day he's he's like I've completed the
0: county Championship mate I'm ready for the next step up. <laughs> that's exactly our thinking completed it I'll I'm, I'm retire after today <laughs> never play cricket again um, that innings did end on 157 with all 10 wickets being shared between Edgy Dale and Tom Price uh, 6 for 41 for Dale 4 for 58 for Price so Gloucester then rattled along to 226 for 4 before declaration with Chris Dent top scoring a nice 83 James Brazy hit 51 his first half century of the season to set up a 4th innings target of 301 Josh Tong taking 3 for 37 four. Worcestershire, on the final day, Gloucestershire then reduced Worcestershire for 51 for 4. Tom Price taking another two wickets with one apiece for Dale and Martin Delang. Skipper D'Oliveiro had also retired hurt, so you could argue it was five down at that point. It was lunch, the rain arrived, and that was it. Uh, frustrated, Gloucestershire still searching for the first win of the campaign, but Worcestershire well and truly got off the hook on that one.
1: Yeah, they did. Worcestershire, we said, were a bit... I'm not quite sure how many they're gonna win, where they're mm. gonna to be top, where they're gonna be bottom, like just somewhere in the middle in the one-one and one. They're kinda of living up to that. Mm-hmm. Um top seven uh, sorry, top six are ranked seventh in the league with an average of thirty-five. Bowling kinda of does what it does. I've put middle of the road team mm. question mark. That's probably gonna stay there throughout the season. The Dolivera injury is a big one. He scored a mm. really good at 87 till he got run out uh the other week and then Matthew mm. Waite went and scored a century off the back of that. But I I think this is a broken hand. I think I haven't seen something out saying exactly what it is, but it was a hand injury. Couldn't continue. Probably going to be some sort of break in there. Um, Jack Haynes has started well, averaging 61. Libby averaging 44. But outside of that, it's a little bleak. And you're taking possibly the top one, top two, top three batter in the team out. It's only going to make it more difficult for them. Um, Gloucestershire. Well, I think they've started okay, particularly after the start. Four for eight, five for twenty-five, six for thirty-two, seven for forty-five before Tom Price did his business. Mm. Um, Chris Dent started the season pretty well without a big score. I think last season they started with a big double hundred early doors, just consistent, averaging forty-one, looking pretty nice. And Graham Van Buren, who had uh, coal pack issues. I want to mm. say coal pack. Yeah, yeah, he um, did, yeah.
0: Brexit-related callbacks, right-term yeah.
1: issues a few years ago. Mm. Sneakily averaging 81 under the radar from the Go couple on. of games that he's played. Um, uh, both team probably about where they need to be in the table at the moment. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, just just uh, get, trying to catch up on Brett Oliveira. actually. Um, Worcester head coach said he did have an x-ray, but he's, he, it is clear at the moment. It's pretty shaken up and he's a bit sore, but he's a, a very hard type of character. It takes a lot yeah. for him to come off the field. So a couple of days of icing it against Pakers, we'll see where he stands. So not the bad news they expected, which was a break. So, that's, so that is good for, for Worcestershire. Hopefully he can recover and will be, be back pretty soon. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. A couple of, I mean, Gloucestershire, they, they really would have got the win if it wasn't for the weather. Frustrating for them. Um, and it's the same pretty much played out in Cardiff, Rob. Right? Glamorgan took on Durham. And Glamorgan will be absolutely delighted that it rained um, because this would have been a win for Durham. it's, It's absolutely, if time was allowed to play out. So... Um, let's have a see how we got here. With this one solid starts to the game. um Four hundred seventy-one for nine declared with uh, solid contributions for Durham throughout the batting card. Bryden Cars though he top scored at number eight with a blistering ninety-one off one hundred and ten balls, including three sixes. Well done, big man. um leon Travaskis at seven seventy-nine. Ollie Robinson, the wicketkeeper batsman who's come across from Kent, seventy-three. And Michael Jones opening sixty-nine. Scott Warwick fifty-nine. He's had a pretty good start to the summer as well. Tim van der Gugten. Um, the second most rewarding name to say in county cricket after Ricardo Vasconcelos. Um, he took two for 84, whilst a couple of Aussies did the other damage. Michael Nisa two for 81 and Amanes Lavasheng, four for 81, leading wicket man. Um, Glamorgan posted a really pretty decent 305 in reply. Kieran Carlson top scored with a very well compiled 119 after being pinned first ball by Big Seema McBride and Cars. It looked like a bit of test match cricket. Cars pinning him, Carlson jumping all over the place. Great photo opportunity if anyone caught that one. Um, where am I going? Van de Gugten also hit 54 from the number 10 spot. Ever reliable Ben Rain, 4 for 65 and Cars 3 for 89. He's England watched. I got queried on this a couple of weeks ago, but Bryden Cast is England-wise. He's the sort of build and player that England like, and he's starting to, starting to get going, I reckon. Um, so, as decent as 305 was, it wasn't enough to avoid the follow-on, so it was back to batting for Glamorgan, and the second time out, it did not go very well. Uh, they dropped to a pretty dismal 104 for 6, still in deficit of 62 before Rain intervened. Paul Coughlin had ripped open the top order. Sorry, Coughlin. I call him Coughlin. Um, removed skipper David Lloyd, Labashane, and Sam Northeast. That's not a bad 3 for 27 for him. Ben Rain, grab two for 40 with Carlsley a wicket. So a really good display from Durham, all-round display. And as I've said, they, they probably would have made short work the remainder of the game if it was allowed to play out. Durham, 13 points, Glamorgan, 9 for the efforts. Mm,
1: Durham, that you know, their goal is to get promoted. Their goal is to win Division 2 and... <laughs> Games like that, four wickets from the end, it's, it's its a bit wrenching. And the kind of things that by the end of the season you'll forget. And it's like, mm. oh, well, Glamorgan drew against Durham, didn't they do well? <laughs> and like, there's no context yeah. to the fact yeah. that they were saved by the rain. Mm. Uh, and, you, and you look at Durham who, you know, hypothetically speaking, they miss out on promotion by four points. And it's mm. like, oh, yeah, they needed four wickets on a game that had like mm. six sessions wiped out of it. It's such a shame. Hmm. A few points from this: Marnus Labuschagne is back in England, back playing cricket, mm-hmm. not scoring runs and bowling whatever the hell he wants—off spin, <laughs> leg spin, seam. Uh, Matthew Maynard came out and he said, "What?" The guy asked, "What about Marnus Labuschagne bowling off spin now?" And he went, Marnus will do what Marnus wants." <laughs> <laughs> he took four wickets. That'll he do. Spin it. It does spin it. <laughs> does spin it. Um, but yeah, he's getting the opportunity to add another string to his bow. His mm-hmm. leg spins okay but you can imagine him coming on in the ashes for a spell uh, a bit like ricky ponting getting michael vaughn out in the 2005 ashes, just <laughs> throwing Gross. the ball guys nicked off quick get him back off like it could happen if he can spin the ball both ways it kind of adds to his value as a t20 player as well yeah it, bit of fun bit of fun <laughs> it, um also kieran carlson's turn hmm. turns 25 this year during the season nine county championship centuries to his name two this year already mm. um strike rate of 73 this year above his career strike rate mm. of 16 there's quite a lot of this the people that are doing well in county championship cricket they're not just batting time they mm. are batting at an accelerated rate way above the strike mm. rates that they're doing i might do a post on twitter about it showing career strike rates to where people are at the mm. moment but just it's a constant theme it's it's the McCullum Stokes effect on the game. And plus, when you're in a position where you're playing three days of cricket instead of four, someone's got to take the ball by the horn and try and get on with it.
0: Yeah, you're hoping as well that this McCullum Stokes sort of ethos is going to force the talent to rise to the top. To stop playing within themselves, to stop being playing controlled cricket that they were taught to play and what they're expected to play. Now it's a different game, isn't it? It's go and express yourself. And those with the better talent, the ones that don't have to dig in and grit and and you know churn the runs out, that can go out and just be a bit, a bit more flamboyant, a bit a bit more positive, can't? they? And Carlson is a hell of a talented player who lost quite a lot of time through injury, so he's a young twenty-five, isn't he? If <laughs> that's such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. right, last yeah, sorry, is, go on.
1: Uh, touching on the McCullum Stokes thing. Have you seen McCullum's been in hot water? About- about the yeah. gambling adverts. Mate,
0: you've got enough money. <laughs> just, just drop the, drop the sponsorship. Come on now. Mm
1: honestly it's been all over every single video i watched on youtube for about two weeks was i can't remember what they're called bet 22 when it was brendan mccullum and i hated the advert Um, i don't think you should get in trouble for doing a gambling advert i just think it was really annoying that was that was my that's why you
0: should get in trouble stop doing crap adverts. (laughs) (laughs)
1: the other thing i saw on twitter was people going oh well brendan mccullum's not even in the country watching the games i'm like I'm not in the country watching the games, but I can watch every (laughs) single game and every single ball live on the city. Well, he's in New Zealand and he's playing rugby. I'm like, it's up to him, whatever he's putting his contract. contract, If he's got to be in in England on certain periods of his contract to allow him to go and do what he wants, like... More power to him. It should get a work-life balance like everyone else. do yeah, right. I
0: mean, to be fair, England squad is—he's is pretty locked in. Unless this is like some form of like mass hamstring snapping or something across the county mm. counties, then I don't think he needs to concern himself too far with the depth charts. We'll do that for him. Don't worry. <laughs> so, right. Anyway, last but not least, for us Sussex against Yorkshire at hove. Another draw and another game where we probably think there could have been a result. Um, weather again obviously stupid stupid rain um, Yorkshire were closing in on their target of 201 closing the, the game on 138 for 3 with Skipper Adam Live set on 69 and Shy Hope on 53 so frustrating then for Yorkshire although Sussex will be disappointed in their second innings performance of the bat after opening the game with a fine first innings 361 Tom also taking headlines this time 95 whilst 21 year old wicketkeeper Ollie Carter hit 64 um, Tom Haynes got 48 as well at the top of the card there was also handy scores from the likes of Flint, Finn Hudson Prentice and Nathan McAndrew in that middle order. It's, it's an underrated little ability there. Hudson Prentice missing last season. Really good all-rounder. And Nathan McAndrew, the Aussie. Jack Carson and Henry Crocombe in the tail also contributed as well. Ben Coe took an excellent five for 54. I think he nicked off three. A bold an LBW. It felt like a nice... You know, just a, a fine set of yep. wickets for Ben Code. Um, Yorkshire I was a little under par, it had to be said, finishing two nine three with a strange looking batting card that saw Oatner Finlay being on 49, top scoring alongside a second top scorer, Ben Code, at number 11 with 45. Very strange. Spinner Jack Carson, another play we're delighted to see back after injuries. And something like back to his best. Took five for 79 in 21 as well. Sussex and really, really lost their way in this game. All out for just 137. And the innings got off to a frustrating start. Young opener Ali Orr out again. Robert, again. Run out backing up for 26. Coach Grant Flower, batting coach Grant Flower, was not impressed. This is the third first-class game in a row this has happened to all. I'll let you have a rant about that in a minute, Rob. Uh, the wickets were shared around the bowling it's out with Spinner, D- Don Best taking three for 36 to set up that 200-run chase for Yorkshire. Sussex then had reduced the visitors 39 for three with Hudson Prentice getting Milan and Saud Shaquille and Aussie Nathan, Nathan McAndrew sending Finlay Bean back. But it was skip alive and overseas ace hope that got Yorkshire on track before rain, rain meant this one ended all square. Sussex, seven points for this one. Yorkshire, who are still searching for their first win of the summer, take nine. Alior first, Rob. Then we've got to talk about Shy Hope, and then there's a potential return to second team cricket in the coming week for a uh, Yorkshireman as well. So a few bits to just deal with before we finish this.
1: Alior, now I watched these, and Ali. I thought Ali. I thought the first one three games ago was pretty poor on his yeah. behalf. The second one was a little bit unlucky, and the third one. I don't know what he could have done different. He wasn't that far out the ground and mm. he threw himself back. Whereas the first one was a bit like, oh mm. no, look what's happened. Yeah. And then it was kind of like incrementally mm. being more urgent about what he's doing. If it is this way and Tom Haynes plays these straight derives and it keeps happening, which you can look at and go, that's really unlucky. But if it keeps happening, it's part of the game that he hits the ball in this area. Just, just stay back, mate. Just yeah, stay back. Just like you're out. not... You're not in the business of T20 cricket where you're trying to take these super-duper, you know, tight singles every single time. You don't have to do that. You better play if you're at the crease as opposed to really pushing the line. And honestly, I didn't feel like he was really pushing the line on this one. Mm. It, it just looked like he made a really good effort to get back. He wasn't far out of his crease. It was standard, if not uh, a little bit less backing up than sometimes what mm. you see. So, it's awkward and it's awkward for my stats when I'm going through it and seeing that someone else is on strike and he, he's the guy that's been dismissed. That, that, that screws me up a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. So basically, for that reason and that reason alone, no, no, Ali, stop it. Stop messing about. Yeah. Exactly. Um,
1: it's ruining his figures as well, mate, because he's an yeah. exceptional player. Mm. I can't remember that off the top of my head, but he averages 45, but he averages over 45 against pace and spin. Mm. And that's, that's really unique mm. to be Talent. that well rounded. And these three run outs are setting him back. They really are.
0: Yeah, it's just like the coach said, it. it's, like it's not only hurting or it's hurting the team as well. Um, you know, the, the Sussex strength is built upon that batting and especially that top order. Um, and you, yeah... Got to stop doing it. Whether it's his fault, who knows? But it's it, three in a row. That's a trend. So yeah. something has changed. Another talking point, Rob. Eighteenth over the fourth innings, score on fifty-four for three. I'm setting the scene. Shy Hope. It um, was given not out despite having wandered out of his crease. This is how I'm describing it off the report. He wandered out of his crease before wicketkeeper Carter removed the bails. Hope had clearly tapped his back before the bails fell, and square leg umpire Neil Pratt declined the appeal, presumably having decided that the ball was already dead. Grant Flower. That man again, Sussex batting coach, was in no doubt after the play about the average umpiring that led to Hope's reprieve. Uh, Flower said, we noticed that he'd left his crease once or twice in the first and innings and in the second. So we thought if he did it again, we'd run him out, which was the case. His bat wasn't in the ground and he hadn't got permission from our fielders to leave the crease. So the ball wasn't dead. Thoughts?
1: I, I struggle to know where I <laughs> sit. <saying. laughs> I know, I'm because... the same. It depends what you're playing. Like if this mm. is a, one of the things I saw in a game of club cricket, was guy defended the ball. It's in the middle of the pitch. No one's around, and just like in that, he picked it up and chucked it back to the bowler, Um and the bowler appealed and he got given out. And I thought that's a bit average. But the rules of the game are really clear, and mm. you need to work out what you're playing up, up against and yeah. what you're playing. And if you're playing professional cricket, mm. you've got uh, you've got Ashwin. You know, every time you walk out, your crease trying to run you out before he's bowled the ball. Like the the rules are there and people are going to take them to the ladder mm. to get you out. And you can't just assume that it's a friendly game of cricket where you've tapped your bat yeah. and off you go. Yeah. You've, you've got to wait till the ball's dead. You don't give it any mm. single chance. And if it happened to me and I was run out, uh, stumped or run out like that, I'll, I'll be really disappointed. But yeah. likewise, I wouldn't bloody do it again.
0: Yeah that's very true It is a tough one isn't it Without seeing it I've tried to look at the video And I, can't, I haven't, haven't been able to see it So if anyone's got that Tag us in on Twitter on that one um, Or YouTube or wherever But um, it's it's a strange one isn't it Because he seems to think He's probably done nothing wrong Hope But obviously Sussex have got niggled about it And not just a little bit They've discussed it in the dressing room They're niggled um, So this is a really frustrating one And it, it wasn't particularly pleasant End of the game by all by reports So Strange one, but yeah, interesting. Be interesting to know what people's thoughts are on this, especially anyone that did watch it on the live stream or at the game or anything like that. So uh, let us know your thoughts. And um, last point to make on Yorkshire, Rob. Before we move on, Johnny Bairstow uh, should should be uh, playing next week's second eleven cricket against Knots, um, and was hoping to keep wicket for part of the game as well. He's thirty three, old sneaky old Johnny Bairstow. Been out since September with that broken leg, golf injury. Don't play golf, kids. Um, and yeah, they're looking to give him a go. It's interesting that he wants to keep wicket as well. I don't know if that's just because he's, you know, not done it for a while, or or if he's identifying Mr. Folkes's spot rather than Mr. Brooks' spot as he's way back in the England team. Mm.
1: I, th- I think he's under instruction that you probably should get some keeping under your <laughs> under your pace. Um, that said, without any comment, we love Ben Folks. <laughs> so, we do, yeah, we, do yeah. we do. This yeah. is almost the Ben Folks Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't wait for this. I'm looking forward mm. to seeing it. I don't know if Notts or Yorkshire are streaming their second eleven games on YouTube. I know Sussex are, and I caught a bit of that the other day. But um, interested to see how he goes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's in, he was in the form of his life. Six tons last year for England. Uh, centuries in virtually every single series he played against every country he played against: India, mm. New Zealand, Australia, West Indies. He was scoring runs for fun, so I can't wait to
0: see him back. Big Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, I just had a quick look, and it's actually at heading me. That's very annoying. I was thinking if it's if not, it's got the home fixture. Might have had to pop down. <laughs> that's, that's disappointing. So that's that gets us through three rounds, Rob. Division two: Durham top forty points. Worcestershire last year, not far behind in second and third. Sussex fourth. Remaining four spots are all winless. Glamorgan just above Gloucestershire with Yorkshire in seventh spot and Derbyshire bottom on fourteen. Um, I'll just rattle through the fixtures of next week, just see where we are, and then you can pick out anything you want to before we wrap up. Uh, just the five games next week, Rob. Middlesex host Kent. Warwickshire take on Surrey in Division One. Return for both of those teams after a week off. And Division two: Durham, Derbyshire. Gloucestershire, Sussex,
1: Leicestershire, Glamorgan. Mm. Warwickshire, Surrey. There's game. a game. That, that Warwickshire stands out. Attack, going yeah. up against that Surrey bowling attack is big. Um, Derbyshire need a real good bounce back after a couple yeah. of poor performances against Durham. They've got to get themselves going. They've got to take some wickets from somewhere. <laughs> uh, Glamorgan, Leicestershire. Can't say I'm enamoured with watching that. Sussex, Gloucestershire. Like- mm. I'm enjoying watching Sussex for the batting. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's going to be another good game of cricket. Only five games, which, mm. again, it's still strange. We've got this action-packed summer where there's mm. cricket and we're not just having, like, five, six straight weeks of, hey, everyone everyone get your games in. So, mm. it's quite interesting.
0: What do we know? I mean, the, the, the calendar's perfect, Robbie. There's nothing to be criticised about this. Cricketing calendar whatsoever in England cricket at the moment. It was a
1: great article in the <laughs> Guardian or the Telegraph, mm. and it was from the readers' poll about what they mm. would do to change county cricket. Yeah. And I don't know it all. I haven't read it all. I saw a summary, and we'll touch on it another time.
0: <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Send it. Send it. I missed um, that but one. But
1: that, that will be quite interesting, and I'm mm. sure we're going to pull out the usual get rid of the 100 and uh, bring back one 18-team league. <laughs> Make sure they play 24 games like the 17. <laughs> Um But that's going to be yours. um mm done for another week podcast in the books week three in the books week four coming up next week we'll be back our depth chart will get underway sometime soon hopefully this week (laughs) (laughs) just need to try and get two pods a week so thank you so much for listening check out the website check us out on twitter at leading edge pod and if you get two seconds just give us a five-star review wherever you are listening we'll catch you next time
0: sports social podcast network